0: What is up, everybody? This is Adam from the Fouled Out Sports Podcast. And if you like takes like these, the Brooklyn Nets won the James Harden-Ben Simmons trade. They did. I think that we're going to look back at this trade two to three years from now and say that the Nets absolutely won this trade. Or these. Look, quote me all the stats you want. That still doesn't change the fact that Aaron Rodgers is charm and soft. Or even these. See Batman versus Joker. I want to see Bruce Wayne versus the IRS. I want to <laughs> see the tax returns. Come hang out with Matt and me by subscribing to Fouled Out on your podcast app of choice. We are breaking down everything from college to the pros, on the court, the business side of sports, gambling, and more. So check out F-O-W-L, Fouled Out Sports, on your favorite podcast app.
1: Here comes American Pharoah, and he sweeps up. A- horses it's firing line Dortmund is down at the rail as they come into the final furlong American Pharaoh firing line not done yet and these two come into the final 16th it's American Pharoah in front firing line Dortmund is third Frosted is fourth coming to the finish American Pharoah and Victor Espinosa that won the Kentucky Derby firing line was second Dortmund was third Frosted finished
0: fourth 3. Two minutes, 3.02 seconds. Victor Espinoza has won the Kentucky Derby two years in a row. Thank you for joining the ESBC Podcast Network, where every podcast is a business meeting with a purpose and an outcome. I have an MBA, securities licenses, clients that are worth $50 million. So when you're managing money, you're making money, and you want money to last longer than uh, your retirement, you have to keep learning, right? You have to keep understanding your surroundings. It's basic. Know your surroundings. Uh, and you never stop learning in life, right? because life never stops teaching. So the outcome has been that in sports betting, uh, three years of the podcast in the NFL, we have 1,500% ROI, meaning the purpose is to learn, the purpose is to get as many uh, information sources as possible to get as close, and I'm stealing this from Elon Musk, the richest man in the world. So I was listening to him talk. And he said that the closer you get to the truth, it puts you in a position to predict outcomes. And that's what we do with the NFL podcast. We get different perspectives. Uh, number two rule of, of betting, uh is do your research. We use business and financial concepts, right? To evaluate the situation, to get us to as close to the truth as possible. So like Elon Musk, the richest man in the world, she keeps it up, he'll be the richest man ever. So we can predict outcomes, right? And what is the outcome? The outcome is 64% first two years, 59.70 Jason said. We call that here 60%, right? 59%, you're supposed to be sharp, right? Sharp that you make a living from sports sportsmen. And we're using business and financial concepts to predict outcomes, to get closer to the truth. So what this podcast does, right? Uh, part of the purpose is, is we give you information you don't hear anywhere else. Uh, my wife's a psychotherapist. We watch a lot of crime shows. I have an advanced degree. She has an advanced degree. So she works with prison populations sometimes. So what we do is we give you information. And sometimes we're a little bit more comprehensive, especially in the episode notes. I've been saying it. Things have been coming up. But I'll make sure the episode notes are very comprehensive. Rules of evidence, all the things we we use here. Not legal by any means, but it's our method. Right? to get as close to the truth as possible, as Elon Musk says, in order to predict outcomes. So, The outcome is verifiable. You can listen to the podcast. If you want to link to the spreadsheet, we'll give it to you. Right. You have 15 times more money than when you started listening to the podcast and applying the concepts and applying a few of your own concepts. One business maxim that we preach on this podcast and we, tr- and we try to focus in on is that if you're the smartest person in any particular room, you are in the wrong room because there's different types of intelligence. The people are creative, the people are good at math, right? And diversity is not just disability. It's just not race. It's just not gender, right? Not limited to that. You have regional diversity. You have age diversity. You work really well with Dylan, right? Young kid, St. John's University. Chad, right? He's an adult, 26 years old. Right now, he's working out with uh, CFL, getting into CFL. Professional football player. His brother was the best quarterback in the Power Five. Chance Dolan from Oregon State so I'm sitting here in sunny Southern California and Scott very generous with his time helping me with making sense right does that make sense Scott am I making sense is this you know is this compelling right he told me if it's not he'll tell me right
1: Mm -hmm.
0: again to get to the truth you got to be honest and sometimes you have to tell people things they do not want to hear. I want to hear what I don't want to hear. Because that helps me get closer to the truth, to predict outcomes, and then my wife hasn't bought gasoline since 2011. So that's the purpose, and that's the outcome we want. Uh, Horse racing, true crime, to show elements that are not you don't see on oxygen or investigation discovery about true crimes being committed but not just to learn about life and sociology and all this and that but to predict the outcome of the kentucky derby uh the preakness which just owned by the subject of the podcast today belmont stakes we'll get to belmont park and belmont stakes <laughs> we start talking about linda rice and yeah. I do your homework and type in linda rice horse trainer right so you have your homework done so the next time we we touched on that topic, you know what we're talking about. Yep. So before I do a recap, because every podcast builds on the previous one, I encourage everybody to listen to the last podcast. I'll feature that podcast, because that podcast, Scott helped me do it, really. Helped me put on the pieces together so people yep. understand how you can understand geopolitics, how can you, you can understand uh, how to invest in a business. Even if you're getting married or you're bringing in a business partner, right? How to do the research on that business partner. Understand yeah. the world around you, right? Why? So you can make money. So you make your decision, decision science, right? We use it here, right? So Scott, he's in the Northeast. I'm in Southern Tech, California, 4,000 uh, miles away. Mm-hmm. That gives us a lot of diversity because diverse companies make about 40% more free cash flow. Now that Elon Musk is buying Twitter, listen to what the people say oh, cash flow, free cash flow, profit, because that's what's important. Revenue, it's a lot of lies they tell us.
1: What are your first thoughts, Scott? So, another fascinating episode here here to come. Um, This has been great, Um, this is compelling fascinating a lot of unanswered questions um when we go over the stuff um you know things don't add up uh linda rice thing next week there's a lot that doesn't add up in that but you know we'll get to that next week um i'm happy to do this i love i love this stuff Uh, i enjoy it immensely i love doing my homework on all these subjects um and the stuff that you send me i also read um and it, it's it's fast fascin- it really is fascinating it, there could be a series of books written on this stuff and it still will still will not answer oh, what no. needs to be answered um you know there's a lot of you know the sherman murders there's there's still open-ended uh right. what the kids have to do with it that's open-ended too um you know stronich's the the court stuff the the lawsuit back and forth um so, all this stuff is fascinating. Horse racing is a very fascinating sport if you, if you dive into it like we are. Um, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that you don't know about. Um, and then when it comes to betting, betting the horse races, this stuff will help you. You know, what are these, you know, trainer does something in the past. You don't think they're really going to, of course, they're going to do it again. You really don't think they're going to do it again. They're going to do it again. They, they That's all they know how to do. Wait. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of money, and as we talked about before the podcast, a lot of this money doesn't add up. So, um, you know, to go around, but it all focuses on one group, and that's Penn National. So, um,
0: well, what's important too is in in right before the football season, we'll do two podcasts: horse racing and the NFL. Yep. and we'll do one. I did a, one really good. It's actually a great one with. Uh, Greg Wolf, he owns an options company, real smart guy, really knows a lot about uh, the NFL sports betting from a purely business standpoint in the sports betting business. This is in a five-year flux. I really feel that at the end of five years, we'll still be making money. We'll figure out a way around it. But it's not going to be the same that's going on now. The world is changing, right? The pandemic changed the world. Uh, the war in the war Ukraine, it, it, it's changing the world. Yep. And when you get to like the age Scott and I have, uh, you it's not as easier as. Uh, that's why it's important, right, Dylan and, and Chad, right? Because they're they're the they're navigating to what's happening with the uh, the young people. Right, uh, we're impressed with the young people during the George Floyd's kind of stuff. Young people were speaking, the older people were very, very polarized, the young people were speaking well, you know. Yeah, and while the older people got into their camps, the younger people were more uh hip to what's going on, they're really smarter than we are, right? Because we're we're struggling uh everybody is i don't know how much money i mean look at somebody like belinda she's struggling she's uh fighting her dad right uh while the old people are struggling fighting you know old feelings repressed feelings all this and that young people are just they were bebopping along and they were more coherent to what was going on in the george floyd situation uh <laughs> There wasn't a, a partisan thing, right. It was not at all. I mean, there was a lot of right wing ultra right wing Republicans who were upset with that. But yeah. uh, quickly, what what Greg Wolf said, right, you don't know, we'll get to the hearts of FAFSA, uh, Chris <coughs> Christie uh, ran for president governor, you know, who who made sports betting legal throughout the United States, then it's processes. But how are you going to make money? How is it transitioning? How is Bill Belichick responding to it? How is Goodell responding to it? How are we responding to it? So our debit cards pay for a lot of stuff. Because that's the bottom line. It's our debit cards paying for things. That's what every, one of these podcasts is about. In a series. And then uh, Scott said last week, because I was listening to the podcast again, uh, how everything built on each other and how they're all connected to bring in, in Elon Musk into the situation. So we get as close, we're never, like Scott just said, we're never really going to know the whole truth unless we're there with a camera. It, it, we reviewed the camera and we got different angles and then we got different people and we collaborated. There's no way we're going to get to the real truth. But we can get as close as possible to repeat what we did last year which was win two out of the three Triple Crown races at 12 to 1 that means profit on the Triple Crown races. And this this year, right, Uh, collaboration, Scott's going to be helping me with a breed of cop. Yep. So I'll say this more concise because we've repeated another podcast and we kind of perfected it. Practice makes better, right? Yes. Perfect. That's relative. Practice makes better. So last podcast, we did tie up in a bow how each podcast built on each to uh, be revelatory, so we understand uh, life maxims, common sense streetwise maxims, like don't commit two crimes at the same time. Snitches get stitches. <laughs> End up in ditches, right? Don't go back to the scene of a perfect crime, x 17 million dollars. Don't go back and try to do it.
1: George, are you listening?
0: Are yeah, you out there, God, George? God, I'm listening. You know, we got feedback. from. and I got feedback from somebody. I'll show you the messages, uh, Scott. Okay. okay. I mean, it seemed like it was Bob Baffert talking to us. <laughs> it's either Bob Baffert or somebody that loves Bob Baffert or it has information that only Bob Baffert would know. <laughs> uh, uh, Private messages. And I can only show Scott. I can't show anybody else.
1: It wasn't Jason Service, was it? No, it was a Bob Baffert tactic. Service doesn't talk like this, or then remember Bob Baffert. Okay. in College. Yeah, and I know how Bob Baffert talks. I've heard him on interviews. So. Yeah. So. Right from the
0: beginning, we started with Mike Gill, rich owner on horses. He talked. He introduced uh, clemuterol, which clemuterol will be important. Not a next thing. Next week, week is the Kentucky Derby the week after, where we see these trainers and stuff on TV and stuff like that. You get visual. Yep. Very important in the Linda Rice story. Climbuterol is a steroid that expands your lungs. Uh, type in Canelo suspended and will come up. He was saying that it was because of the beef he was eating in Mexico was spiked with climbuterol. When Mike Gil talked about climbuterol, he talked about, he's missing right now. So we don't know if he's, you know, Hoffa missing or he's self <laughs> missing because, you know, he doesn't want to get popped by either syndicates, the mafia, or the IRS or, the, you know, the settlement he owns, right? So he talked to, introduce to Penn National, which is a publicly traded uh, company. But man, do they have roots in the politics in Pennsylvania, which is gonna be huge this year with the two Senate races. Uh, labs in Pennsylvania, uh, court cases in Pennsylvania. I'll make sure we get the newsletter, website, episodes, notes together. You have links to all of this. He talked about Penn National being part of the mafia, being owned 40% by Steve Wynn. Type in Steve Wynn's daughter gets kidnapped. That tells you about him being involved with the Fed family. Scott's going to his working casino in Boston, right? Uh, Whatever. Uh, Steve Wynn's hold $47 billion. So he can do what he wants to do, right? We talked about uh, selective prosecution. What does that mean? We get into detail. Mike Gill's important for that because he's saying FBI agents. You said Josh, FBI agents. I'll go to episode two. But FBI agents being paid off. We go macro to micro. FBI agents being paid off, right? Uh, Judges being paid off. Federal judges being paid off. About 50 to 100 judges get arrested every year. Think about how many federal judges don't get arrested and are doing dirt, right? Right. And in this podcast, we get into detail. When we do the NFL picks, we do them fast, right? We got all these games that are Here we get into detail. FBI agents paid off, judges paid off. Uh, that was my guilt. And then introduces the National, which is huge in sports betting. Uh, Portnoy, right? Portnoy and Linda Rice. And I keep saying Linda Rice because uh, I'm glad that uh, Scott concurs with me. The Linda Rice, story, another fascinating story. One of those, Josh, you're lying. Okay, look at this link. Go to government websites. <laughs> Go to public information and tell me that I'm lying because that's another underlying factor of the podcast. Truth is much more bizarre and stranger. And depraved, really, if you think about what's going on in Maripool, what's going on in Bucha, Ukraine. More depraved than in fiction, than a lot of fiction. So that's how we started off. Then we went into the FBI indictment of George Navarro and Jason Servants for what? Manufacturing, mixing the chemicals, labeling, and having a sophisticated distribution strategy all over the world, really, but for our purposes, in the States, they keep coming up again, over and over and over again. Pennsylvania, Penn National, New Jersey, Tony Soprano, Florida. Florida, I lived in Florida. Florida's one of the next to New Orleans, which I've been in New Orleans for two years. One of the most shady, most corrupt places you can ever live. With Jeffrey Epstein, right? And Jeffrey Epstein is connected to everybody in this. yes, <laughs> to everybody else. Yep. I read the indictment about them doing it. So we're like, we look at George Navarro. We listened to him, Jason Serves, neither, neither of these guys graduated high school. We decided there's no way they could do this. So we get into the, the vets, Seth Fishman, and them. We talked about them, right? In the other episodes. Highly unlikely. <laughs> like Scott said in one of those episodes, the most these vets did was inject the if you could get a formatitis. you don't even need a vet, inject the horses or know what doses the horses could get, right? And again, yeah. outcome. 600 horses that we know are dead, just tied to these people, right? And that's what, you know, where I get involved. Oh, man, horses. How, how can you kill? For me, killing a horse is almost like killing a human being. Yeah. All right? Yep. Yep. You know, so all this makes sense. From there, we go higher, like an investigation. So we go lower, wide. Then we go narrow to the investigation. We go higher. And we're like, okay... Uh, Barry Honey Sherman worth this number again, $3.5 billion that we know about. Eight murders in Toronto in 2017. There are two of them. We study that. We read the Toronto Star, how the story changed. How they were first killed, first found by their personal trainers in the basement. Now, It's they were found by the pool uh, with belts around their necks first ruled a suicide. Scott and I feel that it was most likely homicide homicide is death at the hands of another, we take it a step further, we say that maybe it's a murder with the elements of murder right. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, and then we look at who had a motive who can we place at the crime, right? And who had the opportunity to do it? You're like, Josh, how do you connect the horses being killed, uh, horse racing, to Barry and Honey Sherman? You connect it to the city of Ocala, which Navarro said he wanted to be transferred to Ocala. Nobody ever wants to be transferred to Ocala. That's, that's a place you just uh, don't want to be transferred to, okay? Uh, the Shermans have a pharmacy at the Stronage, Um Horse Farm, right? And the Stronage's own six horse farms, six horse tracks. They own X bet that you use to bet on horses right they're vertically integrated like apple so we talked about them their murder and how maybe they're tied in and we did a lot of it in the last podcast the podcast before Yep. so we did last week part one of belinda tronic and then this week we did part we're going to do part two does that make sense scott what do you think about where we
1: are so far certainly does, and we've laid the groundwork for a lot of, you know, for some of these open-ended questions to be answered, um, i.e. Stronichs and Shermans, how they intertwine and stuff like that. So, you know, like you said, every, every pod goes into a, to another pod, and uh, everything makes sense and starts to make sense. So um, so it's, it's very interesting. Uh, Stroman. Uh, Stroman. Stronich's and Sherman's, you know, were were very close-knit families together. And um, they, uh, you know, probably had dinner together most nights. They probably, you know, were involved in a lot of the bu- business meetings that went on. Sherman sent the drugs down to, to Penn National, to New Jersey, wherever it was. We know that. Uh, we think we, I, actually, we think we know that. We're pretty pretty confident in that. Um, and we're pretty confident in the fact that the Toronto Police Department don't have a clue as to what's going on um, and don't know. You know, they they sent that video out of that guy walking. That guy could have been a decoy. He could have been involved in it. Probably not. He's probably a decoy, probably snuck around back. As you said, the Shermans left the door unlocked, you know, most of the time, almost all of the time, so they knew who was coming that night, they, or that day, they knew who was coming. And that's probably the person that, that committed this crime, whoever they knew was coming. So,
0: Right. So, I'll look at let me pull out my notes here. right? Because what we'll do to, I think, uh, before we get into the football season, and then uh, we suspend this part podcast into the Breeders' Cup, and then we'll be back at it next year. Uh, we'll close some, you know, We'll, we'll get into, like, we'll do a podcast just on, uh, you know, the placement, the motive, the opportunity, right? Uh, money, sex, power. Those are all elements of murder and how we tie the in, connect the dots, between, right. uh, honey and, and, and Barry Sherman, and the stronages, right? And not for idle conversation either. The outcome is picking these horses because now, like you said, the five. Now people are like, okay, you know, all these horses are coming from this farm. How do we monetize it? Then with selective prosecution, uh, and they do have powerful enemies, but it's hard to pop these people, right? Yeah. Like this uh, guy who you saw meet with Putin last week, who's the president of Austria. Like, Josh, what does it have to do with this? Well. The Stronichs own a political party in Austria. Yeah. right. You hear the name George Soros, Tucker Carlson on Fox News is doing a documentary on George Soros. The Stroniches know George Soros. Belinda Stronich is no George Soros. Right? So this week we are gonna talk a little bit about it right? because it's Belinda Stronich. Linda Stronage is a beautiful woman who is 54 years old. She was married to Joe uh, Koss from 19, 1999. She was also married to Donald Walker. No kids, right? So really, she cares about herself. Uh, she dated Tai Domi. We right? do you know from hockey, watching hockey, Ty Domi. <laughs> Basically, I remember Ty Domini as being a degenerate a lot of cheap shots a lot right? he dated him. At the same time she was dating Ty Domi, She was either cheating on him or if a lady like this cheats, you know, she she's powerful. She's in control of her sexuality. She'll do whatever she wants to do. So the strength just give the Clinton Foundation a million dollars. A hundred million dollars. My bad. A hundred million, not two dollars, not five dollars, a hundred million dollars. And she also was dating Bill Clinton. Same time he's married to Hillary Clinton from 2005 to 2007. Right. Uh, Peter McKay, smart, smart, rich guy, he's involved in politics. She's was uh, basically a congresswoman. They call him an MP in Britain and in Canada. He's very involved in politics, the only political party in Austria worth $3.5 billion, live in the same neighborhood as Barry and Honey Sherman, and they host real estate. All right? They host real estate at the Stornish Horse Farm. Horses you see at the Florida Derby, at the Kentucky Derby, whatever, a pharmacy there. What we're saying, the tie-in to us is, since these uh, people cannot, uh, these people, George Navarro and Jason Service, have high school diploma, it's highly unlikely that they can manufacture or have the resources to do it, right? At manufacture, mix the chemicals, and have an, uh, a nationwide distribution network of these drugs to spike horse. Somebody like Belinda Stronate worth three point five billion dollars was a political party in Austria. Meeting with Putin, they pr- they probably can right. So Barry Honey Sherman, they. Uh, Barry was a a, a a chemist until his dying day he was in the garage mixing chemicals right I bet you he can make some chemicals for a horse now being specific is terrific right if you can't say what you're talking about in a complete grammatically correct sentence in my opinion you don't know what you're talking about so specifically, is that Barry and honey sherman owned, operated and distributed drugs for horse pharmacies <laughs> i didn't i i thought I, i've heard of animal pharmacies very few around i, I know about human pharmacies but I, I wasn't aware until i started reading about this about a pharmacy specific to horses yeah. so let me ask you this scott if you are a brilliant chemist if you're worth 3.5 billion dollars how huge of a leap is it for you to you're mixing legit drugs for horse how hard yes. is it for you to mix drugs spike horses, and then masking agents so labs can't detect that the horse is spiked and in the same way you manufacture, you deliver legit products, illegal products to a, the real estate you already have in a lot of all places,
1: meth, central, poor, corrupt, Ocala, Florida. Hey, as long as, like, we, like I've said in the past, as long as you have people that you trust, it's not very hard to to do what you need to do to get these these things to the right people to the right in the right hands to the veterinarians for them to do what they need to do but as we've stressed before in this pod you have to have people you trust and you know will carry out what you need them to do you can't just just say to the guy that you just hired a week ago this is what you need to do do it You have to have guys that have been old old girls or ladies that have been there for months or years to carry this out because you trust them. So if one thing gets screwed up, that, that lab is is not going to be used again. So that's why it's of the utmost importance that the labs, i.e. the Shermans or the Stronichs or whoever's involved in it gets the right drugs that, that, Navarro service, whoever asks for gets it into their hands so they can put it in the horses so the horses can supposedly run better because they're drugged up. So, So but it's not very hard at all. Yeah, yeah, it's not. Then
0: you go to the prosecutorial timeline. So, right, cops, what they want to do is place people at the crime. So, they have a pharmacy in the horse farm of the Stronages, right? Yes, they live in yes. the same neighborhood of themselves in Canada, in Toronto, right? That's where Tidomi Domi comes in. Right? Ty Domi, and type this into Google. Type in NHL player, ex-NHL player, and um, murder and hitman. <laughs> Very interesting. How many times? Just Googling that probably. A lot of stuff I said on the podcast, you Google it, then you can't Google it anymore after the podcast. Whoever's listening is like, oh, I better get rid of all that stuff, scrape it off the internet. But doing it right now, whoever's listening to my voice, and I, I download a few articles and uh, my cynical, paranoid self, I uh, PDF them to preserve the evidence here before it gets eliminated. But it's amazing how many times uh, NHL players. Have been, player, have been hired as a hitman, right? And how many times uh, these uh, NHL players have either hired hitman or been hitman themselves? Very, not accusing anybody of doing anything. Uh, we're just doing a very interesting Google search. But Ty Domi played for what, guess what? The Toronto Maple Leafs. So they're both in the same neighborhood in Toronto. So we could place them there in two different places. Uh, and George Navarro, of all people, wants to get transferred there to Ocala. Also, I was at the Bad Boys Farm in Ocala, right, uh, that's owned by John Gotti Jr. Then They were very nice to me. They paid me three times what I charged them for catering. And they, you know, they loved the restaurant. and It made me a lot of money. So, not saying anything. I just reading the paper. <laughs> the paper says that Boys Farm, owned by, owned by, uh, the Gambino family and John, John Jr. in Ocala, Florida. So we're placing them at the crime, right? So. When you start recording, recording.
1: Yeah. Um, uh, on the uh, it's
0: We're gonna add on this way, so we're setting up the camera angle. So when Chad comes, so, uh, hundred million to the Clinton Foundation, two thousand and five to two thousand and seven. She's dating Bill Clinton, and as far as we know, they're friends. And we saw that the FBI. Let me know if this makes sense. Got. Yep. Uh, we know that Melinda and them were friends. We know that the FBI sat on the information, the indictment, for nine years, and they were hearing pretty stupid stuff, right? They were hearing. Uh, they were hearing. Phone conversations. The truth of our admitting to crimes. Which again, right? Another comment sense Maxim, if you're committing a crime, don't talk about that crime on the phone. Because <laughs> somebody's going to talk. they were sitting on this. They're like, Josh, what does this have to do with anything? Well, let's look at the murder of Seth Rich. Right? Seth Rich was... A young man who was working for Hillary Clinton. So let me read this, dude. The murder of Seth Rich occurred on July 10, 2016. The Strunnages were murdered December 2017 at the Bloomingdale neighborhood of Washington, D.C. Rich died an hour and a half after being shot twice in the back. He was murdered by unknown perpetrators for unknown reasons. But police, the Washington police, the the police that didn't know the interaction was happening, (laughs) the corrupt Washington police of uh, Mayor Barry, right? He was the mayor caught on tape smoking crack. He was an attempted... uh, victim of a robbery. 2017, 27 uh, Seth Rich was an employee of the National Democratic Committee that was um, that was ran by, controlled by Hillary Clinton and the Clinton Foundation, who the, the just gave $100 million what am I saying? Does that make sense to you? Replacing people at crime with public information, right? Several conspiracy theories out there. So we only deal with video evidence, it could be for us for the podcast. Video evidence, it could be corroborated contemporaneously. Documentation, it could be corroborated with contemporaneous with contemporary things. In real time, while, while it was happening. And I'm one of the few people that read the Mueller report. Seth Rich was in the Mueller report, right? So why was he in the Mueller report with Trump and collusion? was that Seth Rich was in possession of Hillary Clinton's email. So we know for a fact that he was in possession of Hillary Clinton's email. We also know for a fact that he's dead. <laughs> right? Unknown in another unsolved murder. They're not alone. 30% of murders go unsolved, which is kind of scary. That's why you don't know, hear statistic. It is scary. But 37%, almost 40% of murders go unsolved. This is also an unsolved murder, Right? Uh, let me see if this Wikipedia says anymore. All right. Fact-checking websites like Snoop's. Uh, Snoop's is pretty good. I'll look at a little bit of it. Uh, let's see. Snoop's and Seth Rich. But what happened was, again, uh, what Scott talked about in the Strong's case. There's another similarity here where there's video involved. You're like, well, if there's video involved. Why having the FBI police. What happened was that with the video. Right. Uh, I'll look for the latest articles on this. Uh, With that video. you could only see the feet of the perpetrators, and the fact that they had khaki pants on, and the camera in front that would have showed you everything was strategically taken out. <laughs> so what I would do is have people again Google, so you don't say, "Oh, Scott, Josh are lying," or "Scott, Josh are making up." I in the name Peter Struck. If Peter Struck is still around, he's on CNBC. Look at his emails, right? His emails about um, Hillary Clinton's emails, right? That Trump can stop thinking about until he had. To. Uh, and the reason they were important was because Hillary Clinton was running for what? President in 2016. Yep. So. Let me ask you this, Scott, and I ask Scott questions and uh, kind of pay homage to cops asking questions. He has family in the Massachusetts State Police and court cases, right, court dramas. Just saw one with my wife last night with uh, Sienna Miller. It was pretty good. It was by England. Courtroom dramas, All right, so. How many times in your life, you know, you live 105 years of life right between you and that. How yep. many times in your life have people going to rob somebody else, wear khakis?
1: Most of the time, I'd I, say. I, I think seldom, right? Let me ask oh, you did question. Yeah, they usually wear dark colors. Usually I it's dark are, colors. Oh, yeah.
0: They wear uh, dark pants, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Or black jeans, usually not khakis.
1: Right, exactly. two exactly.
0: set of khakis, like you're wearing, both people wearing uniforms. That, In my opinion, that usually doesn't happen. Now, let me ask you this. How many times reading the newspapers, learning about a robbery, where somebody shoots somebody else in back of the head and they have access to their wallet, they don't take the guy's wallet, they just leave it there. Right
1: rare uh zero zero Z- very seldom they don't take his wallet it's usually about money so they they take wallet jewelry watches anything they could possibly find they take
0: so like this again right very similar to the very honey chairman murder yep the original uh outcome perpetrated by the police almost impossible, right? Bernie and Honey Sherman did not kill themselves. It wasn't a a suicide, right? Right, exactly. Now they're saying it's a murder. Seth, Rich is shot in the back of the head. The perpetrators strategically blew out the camera that would have shown them. They forgot about another camera that just showed their feet and two sets of khakis. Yaki's. same color vanilla. And then they don't take the guy's wallet. They keep let him keep his wallet and all the stuff.
1: Hmm, I want,
0: I want. you think it's a murder, right? It's got to be shot in the back of the head. You would think. And isn't it a curious that he's in possession of Hillary Clinton's emails?
1: Yeah, really. <laughs>
0: It was a, so was a who user. wants to kill this guy? Because you're like, okay, did WikiLeaks leak and Putin want to kill him? No. They had the emails.
1: Yeah.
0: Right? Because they, they did. mostly hacked into Seth Mills, uh, Seth Richards' computer and got the emails. He got was in possession email. of them. He got off of uh, Hillary's server and he had them. Next thing you know, he's dead. I don't think it's a robbery. Personally, I don't think it's a robbery. It's not. Because uh, the precise way he got shot, right? He gets shot precisely. Silencer. Shot in a way that doesn't leave a lot of blood, but he's dead. And if you're going to rob him, rob him, right? You got a chance. Uh, You know, he's down on the ground. It takes you two seconds to go get his wallet, and rob him and just run.
1: Yeah, he's he's bleeding out. He gets shot in the head or in the back, whatever. He's bleeding out. Okay. He's either uh dead or just about dead right you don't take his wallet and if he's got an expensive watch on or whatever you don't take that you just want the guy dead it's not a robbery it's not a robbery it's it's a it's a murder it's a murder because because of those emails that's exactly what it is the the stuff you sent me this morning there was a, a a phrase the clinton body count right and that all stems from the Hillary emails and whoever had access to them. Well, before that, let me see. Uh, people
0: murdered associated with Hillary Clinton. So the reason I say that, because again, right, what what a uh, they call it the Clinton body count. Right. Can't yep. We can now, because Belinda and her family, the Stronagers, gave the Clinton Foundation $100 million, we can place Belinda Stronage in the same neighborhood as the Shermans yep. in right? yep. And Hill and Clinton Foundation board meetings, right? Yep. We're talking about Elon Musk is going to fire the board of Twitter. You just don't give them $100 million. That's for access, and that's for advice and sitting in on board meetings, right? Yeah, exactly. uh, uh, you got Victor Reiser, right? He died in a plane crash 1992. Uh, you have Mary Malone, White House intern, somewhere of 1997, intern again, right? Those interns rough with the Clinton fund. he found it. Now, Vince Foster was the first one you saw a lot of uh. A lot of discussion about. And you know, it was because, again, same thing. His body was found shot. Yep. Yeah. body was found shot. This Foster, you can look it up, found shot at the White House. And they said that he committed suicide again. Here we go again with the suicide. If he committed suicide at the White House, he's right handed. The gun was found in his left hand, a detail missed. Yep. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Right, so we go Victor Razor, Mark Mohan, Seth Rich, then Jeffrey Epstein. Yep. And then Christopher Sign, and then Joel Moyes. He he was he's involved with the Clinton. He was shot in Haiti, easy to shoot. And then uh, Christopher Sign. Uh, and Loretta Lynch. You can read it, but what's interesting about Jeffrey Epstein is that Jeffrey Epstein in Florida, right, used to go to Ocala with the and and Barry Honey Sherman. Now, one thing that we can prove unequivocally and nobody can argue with us on is that Jeffrey Epstein, Barry Honey Sherman, they're all dead.
1: Yep, yep.
0: Yep. And you can all link him to the Clintons. So let me know about this. Now that we're getting to a stretch, right, we're getting close to the truth. Now this is a stretch. I have no evidence of this. It's just circumstantial evidence. People have gone to jail, convicted of murder for circumstantial evidence. But this is just pure speculation. Everybody can have their own opinion. Not everybody can have their own facts. This mm-hmm. is not a fact. This is an opinion upon it. And I like to, we'll close with this. Well, we got enough information. We'll close with this on uh, Belinda Stronage, the owner of the Preakness. Right? And there's even more stuff going on. We're going to bet on the Preakness. So we're doing the research on the owner of the Preakness. The owner of six racetracks, the owner of six horse farms, the owner of—you made a good point in one podcast I was listening to. Last podcast I was listening. yeah, an Xbet, Xbet is an online app. There's other software at the track. Yeah. he also in vertical integration. Which vertical integration is? You own the whole process. Yeah, right. And that's how they make money, like Apple. Now, this is an opinion of mine. I want to uh, ask you, right? Uh, um, how far of a stretch this is? And do you concur with this opinion of mine? Okay. In 2016, when Belinda Stronage is in a Clinton Foundation meeting, with Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, everybody else, the Arkansas State Police, who people are accusing of executing um, these murders, right? Because they're the police. If you're gonna hire a hitman, hire a cop, Hire a cop, yeah. You're right, you're yeah. right. And they're- Exactly. In charge of the Arkansas State Police. How far of a stretch is it for Hillary to just say, oh, my advice on this. They have no bodyguards. They leave the door open. Uh, you're going to get in a fight with your father right after the murder. Right after, because it went to Wintley. Yep. After the murder, they start the lawsuit. Yep. These people who can be witnesses against you, who can blow you up with your whole operation. Why don't you just pop them like they did
1: Vince Foster and Seth Richards video? <laughs> How much of a stretch is that? No, it's not much at all. Not much at all. It could happen. We're not saying it did happen. We're just saying it could happen. It it could. Listen, there's conspiracy theories all over the place, especially after these murders happened. You heard a lot of talk about who did it, what could happen, how it happened, what were they looking for, and stuff like this. Hillary had a, had a, a gigantic amount to lose with these emails ie right. presidential right. election which she lost
0: right and that was, the fund that was the election tipping election. point she spent a billion dollars I'm doing the bill Clinton. yes <laughs> a billion dollars a billion dollars on
1: the line with those emails well she lost yeah that. and if and if you remember Hillary everybody was saying hillary's gonna win there's no way Trump's going to win. As soon as the email stuff started happening, that right. was the tipping point that got Trump. right? You am know, not saying this is a political thing, but that's the so tipping we're not, point. We're not saying political. We're just connecting dots. That's all we're doing. Right. That was the tipping point of the election. Once that happened, then Trump started to gain steam based on what? He brought up the emails, and he brought up the emails, and he brought up the emails, and Hillary started getting nervous and started saying, uh-oh, what am I going to do? And then all of a sudden all this started happening with Hillary. So, you know, not we're connecting the dots, and you can connect that dot together too, as well. That that stuff happened. Right. And that's the reason why it happened. As right. I said, the the rich death, no money taken, wallet still there, any jewelry he had on that was was of, of decent value or good value, still there. Was not a robbery. He had access to the emails. That's that's that could be a reason why he was found dead and and murdered. So that's my thought.
0: Right. And right. When you watch the Kentucky Derby, because next week it's going to be all about the Kentucky Derby. Yep. There's a lot of things to it, right? Yeah. There's the culture of it. There's the history. And you start, they start panning around and talking about trainers and owners. Who are these people, right? You think about it, you know, in 105 years of life, I've been fortunate that I've been on both sides of it. I've been so poor. It wasn't poor, it was poor. It was just PO because couldn't afford the in New York. But at the same time, I've been times where I, I didn't have to work for the whole year. I didn't have to do anything. I was living in a, you know, very rich place. We're chilling. Here, you've got the greatness of Chad Nolan coming in. <laughs> we'll close the podcast. And we'll get into NBA playoffs. We're here to the side. There he is. The greatness of. What's up, Chad? Looks too skinny, man.
1: What's going on? Yeah, we're in at two hundred one this weekend for Saskatchewan. Oh, nice! He's he's working out way too much. Yeah, yeah. Well, how much do we weigh? I am in at two hundred one versus, but I'm really like one ninety seven.
0: All right,
1: so yeah, we're getting different angles
0: here. We get to test it out.
1: <laughs> Josh is playing with the angles for the NFL stuff. So right, right. When we get the NFL, we'll get the angles. It's
0: got the lighting in here. Yes, yes. We were, it was sneaky how good we were looking. So, yeah, no, we got Central Command Center going on, right? Some sponsors are looking. So we're looking good for your number four of the podcast, NFL. But, yes, we could place them at the crime, right? <laughs> we can place Belinda Stronich in a meeting with Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, that we know of, it seems like she's gotten away with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine murders. Uh, there's others, right? John Kennedy Jr., Jim McDougal, Ron Brown. I think she was also murdered by the Clintons. Um, it's not just me saying it, right? They call it the Clinton body count. So you got Belinda Stronach there with those people, right? Again, right. none of this is made up. And all of this, you can look it up. That's why part of the underlying factors of the podcast is truth is stranger than fiction. And all this information, you can just Google it. Okay. So this is what we know for a fact Seth Rich had Hillary Clinton's emails, right? Yep. Seth Rich, and let me know if this makes sense, Scott. Then we'll close and then we'll go to the NBA. We'll do the NBA that we'll put on Twitter real quick. Seth Rich has Hillary Clinton's email. Seth Rich is dead. Belinda Sronich gives the Clinton Foundation $100 million. 2017, December 2017, Barry, Honey Sherman are, right, they were going to say now we're murdered. They have a horse pharmacy, of all things, at the Stronach Farm Inn, all places of Cal Florida. Very, honey, what? They're dead. <laughs> <laughs> we know this for a fact, right? They're not alive, they, they are dead. And like, you know, experience we have with cops, the cops do investigation, is placing people at the crime, right? We can place all these people, and we see the events, she sues her dad. She gets half the fortune. She buys. She writes a check for the Preakness stakes. What are your thoughts, Scott? Final thoughts on uh,
1: true crime. So this, this intertwines in, true crime. So this intertwines in everything we've talked about, and after we take a little break next week to talk about the Derby um we'll go into the next next phase of this which is which is the uh the phase that we've started to touch on with Seth Rich and uh and her so it this is all interesting I mean this is all you should be be, fascinating yeah you should be listening to this and next week especially and it it, you know it'll take be a nice respite and then we'll get on to the to the Washington DC and the Clinton phase of this stuff so right looking forward to it Looking forward
0: Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. So that's horse racing, true crime. Um, and as we end the podcast version, remember the purpose is to pick the correct horses for the crown races so we make money, right? So you don't have to pay extra sports 300 bucks, especially for the NBA of the game playoffs or anything that we talk about. In Winston Churchill, who's involved with these types of people, the types of situations. You make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. Thank you for listening to the ESBC Podcast Network. And it is networked because we got the duo that reached out for us in uh, Dallas. And then you have, I love the name of the podcast, Run Out the Clock. Right the clock podcast. And I believe they're from New Orleans. We're getting a network and information because like Elon Musk says, the closer you get to the truth, right, you can predict outcomes. And Elon Musk is the richest man in the world. So we're gonna listen to him. Thank you for listening to the ESPC Podcast Network. That's why this one goes.
1: $100. And that goes to her And I don't know what that cost. i would be a the to work. That's why I'm worried for the Jews